I'm Nick. I'm John. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to the Archive, our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. Welcome back to the Union St. Louis podcast. Hey, 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 you're... <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Wrong wait. one. Okay. <laughs> How can I be Travis? <laughs> what would How Travis say at that point? Um, he'd probably say I said something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which he would also do, so... Yeah. Just yeah, is natural, it. yeah. Once uh, again, we're in the... Prefatorium oh. with no oh pooba. God, it's so yeah. I know, and I'm the goomba, and I should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Apologies, Adam. When you listen, I'm so sorry I didn't jump on that. And I'm sorry, John, that you had to say that. Tisk tisk. Yeah, you know how opposed I am to <laughs> <laughs> everything that happens in the prefatorium now. Well, in the prefatorium, we cover show matters and comments, and. I don't think we have any show matters. Do we have any comments? Do we have a show matter, though? We do. We do? Yeah, we do. Oh, because this is the first... This, uh, yeah, this is the first March episode Madness. of March Madness. This is a big deal. Yeah, this is a big <laughs> deal. This is something we've been planning for months. This is the showiest of show have, matters. This is the incredible thing about this. <laughs> I believe we can, someone, one of us, and I don't have the... Yeah, I don't remember. I, it was Adam. Was it Adam? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Who was not here Who's today? in his cryo crate? Yeah. yeah. Another show matter. I think yeah. literally last year. Yeah, it was came up with It was like three or four months ago. To do March yeah. Madness. I think it was like six months ago. Oh, really? I think so. Huh. And he was like, we should do March Madness where every episode, you know, is something to do with mad. Yeah. And it nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and so here we are, and he's not here with us. Yeah. He, Another show matter is what I'll call it a madder. Ooh. Oh, show good. Matter, yeah. Is that Adam uh, is in his cryo crate and uh, who knows when he'll be released. So, yeah. That's why I'm the Goomba. That's why you're the Goomba. Now, <clears throat> if you if you're listening to this uh, episode because you like Googled March Madness. Um, oh, <laughs> welcome. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> you are in for uh, a treat. I hope you subscribed. I am, <laughs> I personally impressed the, the in, impressed that you went through like eighty pages of Google <laughs> to get to us. <laughs> so voracious yeah. for yes March Madness content. Hot March Madness <laughs> content. Link 85. Let's see what this is. <laughs> the Horsheave. <laughs> uh, you asked about comments. I didn't, actually. Ask. Oh, you didn't? No. I did. Oh. Well, Nick, we have a comment. Yes. Uh, we have a comment that was posted on episode 369, the latest edition of Archive Roulette. And this comment comes from Faces slash Azrael. <laughs> nice. We know and love. He says, Kid Creeper, huh? <laughs> it has a nice ring to it. <laughs> By the way, I'm only commenting on the main episodes, not the percolator <laughs> or the deep dives. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. These are great. Uh, good night, Kelly. Comment streak two. <laughs> I love that he 
he laid down his guideline. You know, yeah, I will yeah. not be commenting on percolators like, or deep dives. I like that he didn't say anything about the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, he kind of. T- well, did we dub him Kid Creeper in that episode? Yeah. Yes. I, I guess we did. So that's yeah. sort of in yeah, a way. It's an acknowledgement right? of what was said in the in the episode. Man, that was that fantastic. Per- uh, preparatorium so yeah thank you good to know kid creeper faces as real <clears throat> uh basketball fans you can post your comments at the archive.com yep or on facebook twitter or instagram, instagram yeah. at the archive uh what do we do now i think now we move into the archive proper and i think nick is gonna take us there take us there <laughs> place to be i drove us here as you heard <laughs> in his previously awesome car. <laughs> i just realized sweet car <laughs> well yeah <laughs> this is march madness and when i was trying to think of what i wanted to represent <laughs> for madness all i could think about was awesome cars <laughs> <laughs> just sweet classic yeah. cars and nothing makes me love cars more than the Mad Max movies. <laughs> you got a lot of classic cars in there. Yeah. Um but I before we get into that, um there are a lot of things that we're not going to cover that are mad this month. Oh yeah. And so I wanted to play a game. Oh. Oh. And I made a jingle for it. Oh, good. Excellent. They don't have to run. Just follow 575. <laughs> Hollywood hackers. What? I have no <laughs> idea what, what was said. 575 Hollywood haikus? That's right. All right. Wait. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so this wait, is a new no, game. Please wait. <laughs> Please wait. <laughs> I will explain it to you. No, uh, but I need to know what was said in that jingle. <laughs> they don't have to rhyme. <laughs> Just follow 575 Hollywood Haikus. Okay. Um, this is a new game where I'm going to read a haiku to you that I wrote. <laughs> and it is about a movie. Okay. Or possibly a movie star. All right. Maybe a TV show. Something from Hollywood. Okay. okay. And. What about Holly Weird? <laughs> <laughs> this is March Madness themed. So this is the March Madness edition. 
of um, Hollywood haikus. Hollywood haikus. Excellent. Which is <laughs> a new to say there might be. <laughs> it's oh, there are going to be an many ongoing. more of this. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the haikus. You can chime in anytime with your name, and if you get it on the first line, you get three points. If you get it on the second line, you get two points. And if you get it on the last line, you get one point. Okay. okay. When you say chime in with your name, I have to say Drew. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Perfect. And I'm saying John. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and we're guessing a movie title, and uh, it it might be a movie, it might be a TV show, it might be a celebrity. Okay. <clears throat> something out of Hollywood, madness themed. Madness themed. Yes. Madness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Murray the Dog Stars, Trials and Tribulations, Married in New York. Oh, uh, uh, John. (laughs) (laughs) Mad about you? That's correct. Oh. You get one point. Was that made in Hollywood? Hollywood? Okay. Probably. Maybe not all of these were made in Hollywood. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I well, guess I would most, so. most sitcoms, I guess, yeah, they're made in. Yeah, yeah, they on, might be set in New York, but yeah, we're just York. talking about Tinseltown, you know, <laughs> the Hollywood, right? Spiritually speaking, exactly. Gotcha. Um, I did not check all of the um, sets, <laughs> <laughs> shooting locations so for I got these. One point for that. You right? got one point. One yeah. point for Drew. All I'm right, gonna keep my own score. Next one. Post-Jurassic Park. Do you read Sutter Kane? What? Oh, uh, Drew. <laughs> yes, John. John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. That is correct. Wow. John for two points. Now, why is it post-Jurassic Park? Because it was uh, Sam Neill. Oh. Uh, it was the first thing he made after Jurassic wow. Park. Wow. What was the yeah. final line of that? Carpenter Presents. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Excellent. <laughs> All right, next one. Melodious voice. Talented comedian. She played Mrs. White. Oh, uh, John. Yes, sir. Madeline Kahn. Yes! Mm. Tying it up. Two versus two. Next one. Escaped from the zoo. Shift across the world Uh, in uh, crate. John. Yes, true. Madagascar. That is correct. Do I get two points for that? <laughs> two points. What was the third line on that? Oh, yeah. Chris Rock's a zebra. Nineteen thirty six. Innocent teenagers smoke. <laughs> Cautionary tale. Can you read it again? Nineteen thirty six. Innocent teenagers smoke. Cautionary tale. Oh, uh, Drew. Yes. Uh, Refer madness. That is correct. Oh. Wow, this is good. Good game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> were you complimenting yourself, or no, were you no, saying that this the competition? <laughs> okay, the, okay. The competition is tight. Uh, all right. What's John's score? Uh, three. Now, Three to four. Well, keep keep track of your score, John. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Documentary. Black and white concert footage. 
Blonde Ambition Tour. The answer was Madonna, Truth or Dare. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Mad Madonna. Mad gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Four Day Love Affair from Clint across to Merrill. Love <laughs> can build a bridge. Drew. Yes. Oh, Bridges of it. Madison Damn County. It. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> I had it right after you said Drew. I was like, oh, of course. Tying it up. What's your score, John? Uh, four. Four, four. All right. Played Galen Urso. <laughs> you have to John, say your name. John. <laughs> yes, true. John. Mads Mickelson. That is correct. <laughs> That's three points, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Taking a huge lead, the rest of that was played Galen Urso <laughs> in the best movie ever, <laughs> A Star Wars Story. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so you got seven now. Yeah. Seven to four. I'm at seven. This is a tough one. Helen Mirren stars Rupert Graves, Rupert Everett. Wow. Sir Nigel Hawthorne. Damn. That would be the madness of King George. Ah. Oh. All right. Kind of look alike of Mary Louise Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Starred. Oh, uh, uh, John. Yes. Madeline Stowe. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. That's two points. I'm, two I'm, points. Yeah, I'm giving that to you. Starred in Twelve Monkeys was the third. Yeah. One. Uh -huh. I knew. You know what's funny is like I have also always thought that <laughs> that she looks like um, what's her face? Mary Louise, Mary Louise Parker. Parker. And I think both of them were in some cowboy movie together. Uh, as like cowboys. cowgirls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll Even cowgirls get the blues. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Three more. Drew, what's your score? Nine. Nine. Four. Nine to four. Heir to hotel chain. He's not Rodney Dangerfield, but he's back to school. Heir to hotel chain. Billy Madison. Oh, oh he's not. Was <laughs> <laughs> he an heir, oh, heir to a hotel chain in that movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I realized that. I just thought he was rich. Yeah, which um, he was, but yeah, and he had to go back to school to inherit yeah. his dad's hotel chain. That's right. All right. John looks <laughs> sick. <laughs> Salieri's pissed. Why is Wolfgang such a jerk? Uh, uh, John. Yes. Amadeus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, you don't unfortunately have a chance to catch up, but no. I'm going to read well, the last one for you. What was the final of that line of that one? <clears throat> oh, Amadeus. 
Oh, no, no. the answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, he just wants God's love. Right. Yeah. Mm. All right. Final one. Epic comedy. <laughs> Sorry. Featuring Spencer Tracy. A madcap pursuit. Um, John. Drew. Drew. Yes, true. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Do I have to get the mads right? You do. Ah, damn it. John. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Sorry. There are only four mads. Really? Hmm. It's a mad, 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 mad world? You can't get it now. No, no, I know. (laughs) That is the answer. I'm just trying that out. It doesn't seem right. No, there's got to be at least one more in there. Yeah. Was that the original? Oh, yeah, the remake was called Rat Race. That wasn't a remake. That was just a ripoff, I think. <laughs> oh, an homage. Yes. <laughs> and that was Hollywood Haikus. You play the jingle again? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you. You can put it Okay. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It was fun. Good. Madeline uh, Stowe. I was impressed that you got it that quickly. What happened to her? She did, like one or two other movies that were kind of high profile after that and then faded into obscurity yeah so today we are talking about mad max (laughs) (laughs) um mad max of course is uh a movie series by george miller that uh he's now made four of them uh the first one came out in 1979 and uh, kind of redefined, or just defined possibly, the the post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. in cinema. Um, it was a shoestring budget Australian movie that was made uh, for $350,000, which is insane, um, and went on to make $100 million, and at the time was the um, like Guinness world record for the most profitable film Hmm. uh and i don't know what beat it but i think right now it's paranormal activity Um, wait so before we get uh go forward here you're Mm -hmm. you're just talking about mad max right yes the original mad max yeah and then this the the this episode is about all of the mad maxes yes yeah so uh, can can we just run through that progression because i always get it wrong I always think that the Road Warrior is the first one, and yeah. it's not. The Road Warrior is the second one. That's right. Correct. And then That's the third one is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. That's correct. So they went from being like, and Mad Max. Can't this we is a- just get beyond <laughs> it's That was like, the, lo- fi- the last line of the movie, wasn't it? <laughs> They did a they did the opposite of like the Indiana Jones wherein like you yeah. had like the 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 title that doesn't have the character's name in it. Yeah, that's yeah. and yeah, then the sequel does yeah. and then they went the opposite direction, but then they brought it back yeah. for the third one, Beyond and, Thunderdome. And for the fourth one. And oh, is is it? Mad yeah, Max it's Mad Fury Max Fury Road. Road. It's not just called Fury Road, right? They uh, they all have Mad Max in them. So, oh, does Road Warrior have? Yeah, Mad Max, the Road Warrior. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Did they have to do that after it bombed 
and yeah. they were like <laughs> the fantabulous emancipation the of Mad Max. Mad Max. <laughs> that was the first try. Yeah. And then they they finally settled on that. Well, yeah. they, you know, the problem is he he was wearing that clown suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look like an apocaly- yeah. post-apocalyptic superhero. It's not punk rock enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys seen all the Mad Max movies? No. Uh, I've seen. I don't believe I've seen all of them in their entirety. If I've seen any of them in their entirety, it's Thunderdome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm surprised by that. (laughs) (laughs) But to be honest, I don't remember much about Thunderdome. So for all intents and purposes, I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, Drew, what have you seen? I see Mad Max Fury Road. That's the only one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so but I have listened to an Aquabats album that has a song on it called, uh, I think it's called like Radioactive or... Mad About You. Uh, <laughs> um, can I look it up really quick? Yeah. Um, While you're looking it up, I will say that uh, I think they're all entertaining movies. I think everyone kind of agrees that Thunderdome is the worst of them, and that is why it's a <laughs> <laughs> totally in character that that's the one that John has seen. Um, you, did you see Fury Road? I I have tried to watch it a couple of times, and I always fall asleep. <laughs> and I don't recall how far I've gotten this into it. This is also very yeah. like <laughs> maybe twenty minutes, or and like or you know what I I've, I've probably seen like the first fifteen minutes and then like fell asleep for a little bit and then saw like maybe like minutes forty eight through fifty two right. or whatever yeah. and then fell back asleep. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is, or I have an idea of what it is. But what is it? Well, I I, <laughs> I I don't find I've never found the premise very compelling. Sure. The Mad Max premise. Okay. Um and can you describe that premise to me? Yeah, so um in this post apocalyptic world, there are no buildings and there are no <laughs> roads. There are just dudes and cars. Uh-huh. And um they fight and blow each other up. And there are buildings, though. And you haven't seen these movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just all that I've gotten off of like trailers yeah. and like reading articles. I think articles there are some stuff. buildings. I mean, there's Thunderdome, sure. Yeah. But there's, yeah. yeah Famously. The, well, that was uh, hence why I was interested. Like, oh, they were like, oh, they finally building. broke the mold and put a building in this thing. Uh, I found the song. What's the song? <laughs> it's called Radiation Song. Okay. And at the end of it, they. They do this. Just walk away. Just walk away. No more violence. Just walk away. And I think that's from one of the Mad Max movies. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, <laughs> I like a song that has the word song in it. The, yeah. It tells you if there's any confusion. Like, right? Yeah. This isn't a movie. It's a song. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so Mad Max uh, was conceived, it was written um, by George Miller and Byron Kennedy, and James McCausland went on to actually write the script, but the those two guys are the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. 
the seed of it. And at the time, uh, George Miller was a doctor in Australia. Wow. Yeah. And just a um, like a general practitioner or no. Uh, actually, Byron Kennedy was his driver and they were basically like a. This is my own interpretation of it. Uh, like a Wild West ambulance or something. Oh, wow. Uh, where, um, you know, they would drive <laughs> around to accident scenes and get inspired by these crazy things that were happening and started compiling them into this thing that they started writing into a story. Wow. Hmm. And it, that became the movie. Um, and originally the character of Mad Max um, was... Uh, going to be a like uh journalist mm-hmm. um and then they decided to change it and make him a cop um but is he a cop he he is a cop the original story actually wasn't very post apocalyptic they pretty much wrote the whole thing and when they were going into production um realized that they weren't going to have a lot of access to great shooting locations mm-hmm. with buildings like John loves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Money over here. Yeah. Buildings. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they weren't going to be able to have the actual suits that police officers wear or the cars that they drive. Oh, don't even get me started on suits. Yeah. yeah. But John, like, where's the suit? <laughs> that's, that's, that's why no you cop. stopped watching it. <laughs> um, so the opening, like, uh, crawl it says a few years in the future because they just put it a little bit later and set it in this world that they don't describe anything that really happened but there was some sort of war right and um and there's still like a society in the first mad max um the first movie is is basically like um yeah he's a police officer and there's a motorcycle gang and he gets into trouble with them and they, uh, like, the uh, opening scene of the movie, they kill, like, a rookie cop. Mm-hmm. And um, he chases them down and kills their leader. And then the rest of the movie is them coming after him for revenge. And then they kill... Uh, oh, spoilers. Yeah, no... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, we're, no spoilers. We're going to spoil everything yeah, for this, sh- I think. Do you want to put a spoiler alert here? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. And was it a major spoiler alert? I don't know, Nick. Was it a major spoiler well, alert? Well, but I, I think it should be. I'm asking you, did oh, you okay. put a major spoiler alert? Yes. Oh my god, spoilers! <laughs> Drew's so happy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, they end up killing his wife and child who he calls Sprog. Um Sprog. And that's when Max becomes mad. Max. <laughs> <laughs> um Is I meant, that at the end? Uh that that goes into the third act, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um I mentioned these just incredibly sexy vehicles in yeah. these movies. <laughs> but um he starts out driving a uh, yellow Interceptor, it's called, and that is a 1974 Ford Falcon XB. Uh, it's a sedan, and it's it's 
like seventies badass where it has like yellow, black, and red kind of stripes going along mm-hmm. it. Um, and then where where would you rate the <laughs> Ford? What was it called? Um, Ford Falcon XB. Um, you showed me your spreadsheet before of your car rankings, yes. but I <laughs> I can't remember if that was on there and, and <laughs> where you had it. Uh, yeah, that that is at forty two actually. Wow, that's pretty. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> but coming in at number <laughs> thirty one oh. uh, is the supercharged V eight powered Black Pursuit Special, which is also a Ford XB Falcon, <laughs> <laughs> but it's supercharged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a nineteen seventy three actually, and it's black. And uh, it's a little bit modified. It's mm-hmm. it's got a um, Concord front, and then the the supercharger, that mm-hmm. little thing that pops up on the hood. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That was added to it. Now that didn't actually work. It wasn't practical. It wasn't. It it, well, it didn't actually help the car in the movie. But oh, like <clears> there was no scene where it was like, thank, oh, thank goodness, I've got my supercharger. <laughs> no, no, it it wasn't. Uh, made to actually work <laughs> is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, not a practical yeah prop. Yeah, um, but it looks cool. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I do actually have a thing. I I'm not a car person, obviously. <laughs> oh, sh- Drew, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You bought me that calendar. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, but I do have a thing when I drive by a car that's like matte black. Uh huh. You know, yeah, and it's just dirty, but it's just got that matte black look. Yeah, I there's something in me that loves it, and it's because of Mad Max. Oh. I I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. when the world falls apart, the first thing I'm gonna do is strip the paint of my car, yeah, <laughs> and spray paint it, <laughs> and put um, a supercharger on the hood. Yeah, that doesn't work. Just yeah. tape it there. It yeah. doesn't have to be like connected to anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, how do you pronounce Max's last name? Oh. Do that, they ever say that in the movie? Uh, that is a good question, and I don't know, but... Can I try? <laughs> can yeah, I please. Can I try to spell it? All right. You it's, can try it. Are you spelling it or pronouncing it? I'm going to pronounce it. I'm gonna. This is my guess. Uh-huh. Max Rokotansky. I think that's perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and that is actually a tribute to uh i guess george miller's career as a doctor because it, he's named after a pathologist who developed the rocketonski <laughs> procedure <laughs> which is a method for removing organs during an autopsy i was hoping it would be huh. a method of blood transfusion which would then link it to the fourth the movie. fourth movie oh <clears throat> yeah and i also just remembered you know, because you had asked which mov- movies have we seen, mm-hmm. and I've only seen the one, but I have also played the Mad Max game for PlayStation 4. Nice. I've heard good things about it, but I haven't played it. It's like both good and bad. It's hard to describe. Okay. Hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know if I liked it, hmm. but maybe I did. What did you like about it? <laughs> It's really it had buildings. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's it's sort of like um, it's open world in mm-hmm. a in a sense, but like, and it's it's got some really beautiful graphics, 
Um, but it's also grotesque in a way that I didn't necessarily enjoy. It's I mean, honestly, it's a lot like the movies where there's no real, or I shouldn't say that. It's a lot like the fourth movie mm-hmm. in that no one is really seems to be looking out for anyone else, right? It, it, everyone seems to be focused on themselves in a general sense. I know that in yeah. the movie they there's, form a com- yeah, there's camaraderie. A little, yeah. But um like in the game, uh Max Rakotansky uh <laughs> excuse me, that's Rakotansky <laughs> You you sort of get this little a deformed man as your partner mm-hmm. and he ri- he's like the mechanic for your car uh-huh. so he literally is on riding on the back of your car all the time like hanging Hold on, on and he can fix it while you're going and stuff that's cool and spoiler alert can i spoil the game sure at the end of the game is this a major spoiler alert? yeah this is a okay. major spoiler at the end of the game you kind of unceremoniously get him killed oh and he doesn't care that he did it either like he kind of it, it kind of turns on you but but it's like a it doesn't seem personal i don't know it's so anyway that game was was kind of cool but i also so, sort of felt like beholden to finishing it when i probably didn't really want to mm-hmm. i don't know hmm. well this world is a world of scavengers yeah uh like you're describing and the the general theme throughout the movie is is that um well okay the interesting thing about the four of them is that they don't really have a true linear story to them right um it's not you know how evil dead and evil dead 2 are basically the same movie right and you're watching evil dead 2 and if you're thinking about it as a sequel you're like why is he doing all the same mistakes <laughs> that right. he did before? <laughs> um, but uh, the the Mad Max movies um, are kind of like the I, like iterations on a theme. Yes, yeah. um, I would compare it to Final Fantasy a, a oh, little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, in that it's just like they all have the same components in them, right? But in different versions of them like different configurations and mm-hmm. yeah and george miller has actually talked about it as saying that each one of them is uh a story told by a different person in this character's life so oh that's they, interesting yeah they might not be entirely accurate they're from different periods but um mm. but yeah I, I like that idea of it yeah um, so they're not intended to be like sort of uh episodic or sequential yeah they can you can look at them as being connected if you want to, but they're not really yeah. intended to be. Yeah. Okay. Which is why the the person telling the story of the first three described the guy as looking a lot like Mel Gibson, and then <laughs> <laughs> the other person was no, like, no, 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 no. He, no, he didn't look like Mel Gibson at all. He looked like uh, Bane from Batman. Yeah. What's that guy's name? I can't. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Thank you. Which this is one of like seven Tom Hardy movies where his face is covered through half the movie and he only has like understand. 10 lines or half something. Of what he says. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, to go back to the first one, um, like I said, it, it mostly takes place in the real world or, or in a world very familiar to us. There's some civilization, there's a police department. Um, 
he uh actually the, the during the middle of the movie he um somebody in the gang kills his partner and he quits and he goes on vacation with his wife and little sprog um <laughs> and uh and and then you know that it goes on like that until he does his revenge story but um but that was already kind of like sowing the seeds of where everything is about these gangs of uh marauders marauders yes oh. so the the second movie is all about the capital m marauders it's mm. like their gang name or something yeah oh wait they're actually called that yeah oh. <coughs> or nice i i don't know if they call them that in the movie but that that is the way that people refer to them okay you know the marauders <laughs> and they all have um kind of like boss characters that feel like yes out of a yeah video yeah game. and that i that carries through to the fourth one too right oh That's, yeah definitely uh i really like that yeah so uh i'm i'm just gonna skip around so yeah yeah that's cool yeah but uh the fourth one in morton joe yeah is the main boss who uh is actually played by the same actor who played toe cutter from the first one yeah i did know that okay. i remember seeing a little trivia bit about that that yeah. This is not the same character, but the same actor, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. And he's unpleasant to look at in that fourth movie. Yeah. And I know that's <laughs> the intention, but I'm actually, it's impressive how, um, I, I'm always impressed by that kind of thing when it's not overtly, like, gross or it, it there's just something very unsettling about how the character is styled, mm -hmm. you know, and and, like, to look at any kind of component of his costume or makeup or whatever, you wouldn't think, well, that's gross or you mm. would, you it wouldn't really put you off. But the combination of everything is, I find him so off putting to look at. And, um, yeah, I think that's really impressive to do and not go over the top in a, mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah. He also doesn't he use like a, what's it called? A refibrillator. Later. A rebreather? Yeah. A refibrillator? Yeah. So it, it kind of feels like um, uh, Dennis Hopper from Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah, he's got some kind of your gas thing yeah. on his face that he. Wears. I think the coronavirus was a big problem <laughs> in Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Probably. But that, as you told us off microphone, those masks don't actually work that yeah. way. Somebody should no. let him know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then uh, to go back to the first one, the, the whole idea of the movies were inspired by the oil crisis of the seventies. Um, and Miller talked about how uh he was living in Melbourne, I think, and um and this crisis was going on, and in this like peaceful city, um, the only people who could get gas were emergency workers, firemen, hospital staff, and police, and it took. 10 days in this really peaceful city for the first shot to be fired. Hmm. So I thought, what if this happened over 10 years? Hmm. And, uh, hmm. and yeah, that's the world we live in now. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, we still have buildings though. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you are right. Like in the second movie, there is no real sign of civilization for most of it. Um, it, it's just the wasteland they they, mm -hmm. they call it um 
And you were saying that the second movie is is a focus more on the capital M Marauders, or yeah. So um, second movie starts, and that's that's more of a traditional sequel. That starts out with him um, like scavenging for gasoline, um, and he comes across this gang, and you know, big chase happens. At this point, he's just got his dog, um, and um, you know he kills a couple of them and then uh do you guys know about okay so the the uh feral kid yeah i do know about the feral kid yeah yeah so the second one has some awesome characters and it's got a guy who is flies a gyrocopter and isn't that guy um the actor later appeared in return of the king i didn't Um, know that i think it's this guy he uh um Peter Jackson, who is from New Zealand, is a big fan of this guy, mm-hmm. who's Australian, I believe. Yeah, and so wanted to have him in the movie, and he actually played a character called the Mouth of Sauron, and it didn't appear in the theatrical release, but it was it was sort of cut for time, but they included it in the extended edition, and oh, and and I think the same actor was also in the Matrix films. Really, um, he's sort of the train train man or something i think maybe they call him but he he's the guy he sort of looks like a bum and neo and uh trinity are like chasing him through the subway this is in the sequels okay and he can kind of move between the matrix and like the program kind of world um i think he himself is a program he's not a person you know right um, but he's g- got a really long face. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. and so back to Return of the King, mm-hmm. he plays the mouth of Sauron, and um, in that scene, it's at towards the end of the movie, and the good guys all go to Sauron's uh, land. That's the bad guy, and he's got this big gate in front of his, you know, yard, and so they're like, knock on the gate, come out, door opens, and on this like gross looking horse out comes the mouth of Sauron and he's wearing this mask that covers his face and it's kind of looks like it's made of you know like wrought iron and it's very you know tall off of his head but you can only see his mouth and they scale they digitally scaled his mouth like by 10% and so it looks just odd enough that it's really unsettling. So again, mm-hmm. I guess back to what we're talking about with Immortan Joe, but like I, I I was I in the behind the scenes stuff they're saying how they put, you know, a bunch of makeup on him to shoot it and they were watching and they're like, it needs something else. Like we need to this needs to be creepier in some way. So they tried all sorts of things. They tried turning the mouth sideways um, they tried, you know, uh, adding effects and then they're like, what if we just made the mouth a little bit bigger? So it's just, Uncomfortably just, large. yeah. Yeah. And, and just to the point where you're watching it like, that's not uh, like a mouth. Can't like at be first that you just yeah. think it's normal, but then yeah. slowly it dawns on you that, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, there's something and it's wrong really here. it's really very cool design. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the gyrocopter. Yeah. Pilot. Yeah. So he has uh, this little helicopter thing that, um. Uh, in the opening scene-ish of the movie, um, Max is trying to siphon gas from 
and <coughs> he has a he set it up as a booby trap and the guy the gyrocopter guy comes up and tries to get him and then max uh turns the table on him and then he says to him that um if he spares him he'll tell him about this like refinery that's nearby that he can get all the gas he needs and that becomes like the inciting incident and um yeah the uh interesting thing about this movie john you'll like this uh there's a refinery that's kind of a that's kind of a building kind of a building but also (laughs) um mel gibson only has 16 lines of dialogue in this whole movie 16 that's excellent yeah uh which that's 16 too many but it's (laughs) (laughs) so he he's pretty much the prototype for your hero ryan gosling and driver oh right yeah Yeah. the character not the actor (laughs) yeah silent great point yeah Deadly driving. I got to say, I am uh, I was re- just reading the description of this one, and I think of all of them, this is the one that sounds most interesting to me. Um, can I, shall I read? I'll just read Please, this yeah. synopsis here. Um, first of all, the tagline for this is, when all that's left is one last chance, pray that he's still out there somewhere. Mm. And the description says, Max Rockentansky... Rakatunsky returns as the heroic loner who drives the dusty roads of a post-apocalyptic Australian outback in an unending search for gasoline. Arrayed against him and the other scraggly defendants of a fuel depot encampment are the bizarre warriors commanded by the charismatic Lord Humongous. Humongous. Lord Humongous. Yeah. A violent leader. mentioned in the radiation song. Oh. The Humongous. He's a violent leader whose scruples are as barren as the surrounding His landscape. <laughs> <laughs> and also, this, according to Letterboxd, uh, this was just called Mad Max 2, and then it had the subtitle The Road Warrior. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, according to Letterboxd, though. Yeah, yeah true. Can't uh, trust them. Maybe that. <clears throat> There's all kinds of alternative titles, too. Mad Max Acasada Continua. Mad Max 2, Der Volstrecker. <laughs> Der Volstrecker. <laughs> and so forth and so on. Yeah. Um, okay, so Miller said that when he was making this movie, um, the reason he did the only the 16 lines of di- dialogue was that Hitchcock had this wonderful saying, I try to make films where they don't have to read the subtitles in Japan, which I think you just read one of the names of <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max in Japan. Um and he said, and that was what I tried to do in Mad Max 1, and I'm still trying to do that three decades later with Fury Road. So, uh, Make it translate across all. Yeah, these are all very simple stories um, that are easy to follow for anybody who mm-hmm. doesn't speak the language or something. Um, he also was um, quoted for like talking about Hitchcock because the first movie was, because their um, budget for it was so tight, they said that they wrote the script like Hitchcock would, where th- every single shot was written into the script. Mm. So all the camera angles and everything, this, they just couldn't even afford to mm. mess up shots. Leave right. anything to chance. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, which is interesting because I also in the Fury Road, mm-hmm. uh, the editor had ended up with 450 hours of footage. Um, Whoa. which took her like three months to watch just all of it (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah um so he got a a little bit away from that 
as time went on, I guess. But, um, but yeah, Road Warrior is fantastic. If you're going to watch one of the other ones, I, I think Fury Road is the best, but, uh, but Road Warrior is excellent. You it should watch it. It sounds like, Ro- like Road Warrior sounds like what I have always thought Mad Max was yeah. in mm-hmm. terms of like the, what the cultural kind of impression is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. when you were describing for the first one, I was very surprised. It surprised to see here that it sounds a little closer to our time. Yeah. Than, uh, than I thought. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and so, yeah, I told you about the, the feral kid and the gyrocopter guy. They, um, Gyro guy, I I don't think even think he has a name, but um, he takes him to this little compound, and the uh, marauders like are circling around it and taunting them and trying to get to it. And Mad Max goes in, and they they have a big confrontation. And the rest of the movie is about him trying to get them out of there with a tanker of gas. Um, and all he wants is enough gas that he can carry everybody. All they want is gas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the, the people in the compound are saying they're, they're going to escape this beach that's out there. And Mad Max is just like, I just want my gas. That was (laughs) his 13th line in the movie. Um, and, uh, the, the resolution of the movie is that, he ends up driving the tanker and everybody on the, in the Marauders follows him and there's, you know, everybody dies uh-huh. and the other people like go away in a like little caravan of cars when they first attack and the tanker falls over and sand starts pouring out of it and it turns out that they uh, unloaded all the gas oh, into wow. the other cars and oil cans <coughs> and stuff. Um, yeah, and then you find out that they escaped and got to the beach, and it jumps forward, and it turns out that the narration throughout the movie feral would, child. was the feral kid, <laughs> feral kid. <laughs> who is now the leader of the Great Northern Tribe. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they still speak of the hero Mad Max who saved them. So feral kid is the one telling the story. In, in Road Warrior. Road Warrior. Yeah. And he agrees with whoever told the first one that it the Mad Max <laughs> looks a lot <laughs> like <Phil> Yes. <laughs> yeah. I definitely heard him saying racist things one time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he saved us. But I'm not sure about those things he said. I um, just can't get on board with those statements. <laughs> <laughs> Last line of the movie. <laughs> um so yeah, then uh, Beyond Thunderdome, uh, I think it came out in '85, um, and then Road Warrior was '81. Um, uh, famously starred Tina Turner. Right, right. That's yeah. the only thing I know about Thunderdome. Yeah, um, and Miller directed a music video she did for the movie. Um, he picked her because she was very um, likable, and he wanted. To to have her playing a villain. Um, I think turned on Jane Fonda, a couple other people uh, that wanted to be in it. But, um, but yeah, that not as good of a movie. Um, 
it it has its moments but um I'll, the, the gist of it is that uh there's a a town called barter town oh i have heard of barter town okay because they probably integrate this into the game or something right no the no? game kind of stands on its own okay in a lot of ways <laughs> i think it, i think it's i think the approach to it was much like the movies of like this is a story about mad max standalone and yeah. Yeah. you know because he has a dog in the game that mm-hmm. you find um as i said he has this uh disfigured man who is his mechanic and um yeah well so thunderdome uh he um i don't know starts out getting roped into a motorcycle gang fight <laughs> and <Again. get> the <laughs> i think that, that's how all of them start pretty much but, <laughs> um but yeah tina turner plays a character called uh auntie auntie entity or something like that mm-hmm. and um she is one of the leaders of this barter town and she negotiates with him to um get into a conflict with master blaster yes yeah, i've heard of master, master blaster. blaster um and not just from that game the yeah awesome i game. have heard of master blaster yeah so master is, no, go ahead. Sorry. What do you do? You know anything about? Well, I think is Master Blaster. Is he a big man that has a smaller man riding him? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is two people, and it, it is a uh, dwarf and a giant. Uh, the dwarf is Master, and the giant would be Blaster. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she negotiates a deal with him to get into a fight with him, and then all conflicts are settled mm. in the thunderdome <laughs> um so he does that and he finds out that they stole his car and then he also learns that blaster uh has an achilles heel that oh. he's very sensitive to high pitched noises oh, much like venom yes <laughs> it's exactly like venom venom you Boy. hit the nail on the head he just ripped it's just like venom yeah Rob Liefeld sucks. <laughs> oh wait, he, no, we no. that was Big Farley. <laughs> that was Big <laughs> Oh yeah, he sucks too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the thing about Venom is he's got to be big. So he's they, susceptible to high sound, high pitched frequencies. He's very original character. <laughs> so they they get into the fight in the Thunderdome, and Max uh, is losing, but then he pulls out a. Ocarina of Time and <laughs> <laughs> plays it at the highest pitch. He and plays the sun song. Yeah. Um and then he's winning, but then he realizes that Blaster um is uh I think he has Down syndrome mm-hmm. and spares his life. Um and everyone's like, No Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. suck. And then he reveals that um Auntie Tina Turner's character um, has set him up for this, and then she ends up killing Blaster, imprisoning oh, wow. Master, yeah, and exiling Max. Uh, puts him on a horse, bound, kicks him out of town, um, and then he stumbles on this little oasis of um, teenagers that are. <laughs> uh, yeah, there there was a seven forty seven that had gone down okay and all of the parents left to find help 
and never came back. <laughs> and so this is this <laughs> little group. Of I mean, this is already so much better than any other premise we've discussed. I- <laughs> it's so fantastic. I do like that. Are s- there hoverboards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's the only way this can get better. I do like that a second movie has begun. In the, ways in the middle. The yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, the, the movie is about him going back and saving Master with the kids. And um, at the end of it, they take a plane uh, out of there and he, like, sacrifices himself to stay behind and clear the space for it to take off. And um, and then Tina Turner spares his life and leaves to go start a new Bardo town. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's a, a girl who is one of the members of the you know children named Savannah who was on the plane and they fly to Sydney. And then you see that Sydney had been destroyed by a nuclear apocalypse. But um but they start a new world, and every night she reads to the children the legend ah. of the man who <laughs> saved them. And then and she agrees with feral child, feral boy, yeah. and whoever told the first one. Yeah. It looks just like Mel Gibson. Yeah. But I also, much like feral boy, cannot get on board. Stop short of endorsing yeah. everything. I'm, not, I'm, telling, I'm telling you this story because <laughs> these are the facts. He he did things for us. He did, and and he was always nice to us. Yes. Yeah, but and I'm not, but a I friend am. to blaster. I do not support the things he says on yeah. Twitter, and I don't. <laughs> and I... <laughs> so, um, that was '85, and then George Miller made, um, Babe Two: Pig in the City. Was that his next one? His next I'm, movie? I'm not sure exactly. I but yeah, I know he made that. Yeah, yeah. he um, made. Uh, he's got a few. He's got like uh, Lorenzo's Oil. Yeah, he's got a really interesting. Um, the Witches of Eastwick. Oh. Yeah. He did a segment in the Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. Which that? Oh, was his the one with the? No, that was um, that was that the was, one with the mysterious uh, stranger that saved everyone. <laughs> and his name. Uh, John Landis was the okay. the one you're thinking of. George Miller did the the last one, the the remake of Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. With John That's Lith- the last one? Lithgow on the really? plane. I thought that was the first one. Mm. The oh. first one was the Vietnam one. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Technically, the first one is the one with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And the wraparound yeah. segment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he made Happy Feet and Happy Feet 2. Oh, Happy Feet. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I... During the Happy Feet period, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, what was it, like 2001, he was trying to write a new sequel. Yeah. And then 9-11 happened, and they had to stop it. Right. And then in two or three years later, he started it again, and the Iraq War happened, hmm. and he stopped it. And then he just was like, you know what? Forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, the world's too close to my fictional story. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, and then another 10 years later, he started thinking about it again and uh, started writing something. Um, interesting. I didn't know this until I started looking into this, but he was actually going to make it as an entirely 
computer animated movie. Oh, wow. Which is, of course, funny because when they eventually made Fury Road, it was... It was like all practical, wasn't it? it? It's mostly. Mostly I mean, a practical. Lot, a lot yeah. more than most action films yes. are. Yeah. It was praised for doing right. that. Um, the only CG they they did in it mostly was um, like getting rid of the... Um, cables and stuff for the special effects right. for the practical effects there is, and there are doing there's green screen stuff for yeah like i know specifically there's a shot where max rockatansky's head <laughs> is being pushed down towards the ground as like the car he's in a car hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the villain's like pushing his head towards the ground that's racing by yeah that was all like there is a car there but then it's on a green screen right yeah. right and they they do some of the backgrounds yeah as or removing things or changing yeah. things. And um I feel like it's it's to me um one of the best ways to use CG effects mm-hmm. is um just sort of using it for what it's really good at, not necessarily using it just because. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they they like for one angle on one shot or yeah. something that you yeah. can't do any other way. Yeah. Or just to <coughs> clean up, right? Like take yeah, out yeah. things, yeah. or yeah. Um, and then also, uh, he tried to get Charlize Theron to cut off her arm, yeah, for the role. <laughs> but <Which> she <laughs> was actually game for. It. She's a method actress, and she was ready to do that. But yeah, but it turned out her her arm was insured for as much as J Lo's butt, yeah. so they, <laughs> they wouldn't a, let her do it. And that's a fact that not many people know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, it, it uh, took him a while to to make the movie. Um, in the time that he was writing it, they actually wrote two prequels for this movie, which for Fury Road, yeah, um, which may or may not be happening. But um, but it ended up being a fantastic movie. Um, Got nominated for ten Academy Awards, won four or five of them, hmm. um, and there was something interesting. Hold on, let me find this because um, when apparently uh, Tom Hardy wasn't any easier to work with than Mel Gibson because <laughs> <laughs> both um, Charlize Theron and uh, George Miller had trouble with him, but then at a Cannes press conference, Hardy apologized to Miller and said. There was no way, I mean, I have to apologize to you because I got frustrated. There was no way George could have explained what he could see in the sand when we were out there. Because of the due diligence that was required to make everything safe and so simple, what I saw was a relentless barrage of complexities. Simplified for this fairly linear story. I knew he was brilliant, but I didn't know how brilliant until I saw it. So my first reaction was, oh my god, I owe George an apology for being so myopic. So, Hmm. and Charlie's said something similar actually like while they were filming it they just didn't know if this was going to be good or not mm-hmm. they're like why did i sign up with a happy feet guy <laughs> <laughs> he's just and, and they shot it linearly too oh really? yeah interesting um and and they shot 450 hours of footage and yeah. right yeah so he had a vision in his head that um you know from the beginning people said about him that uh, he was able to see the final picture before, um, and they obviously just didn't trust him for it. Mm. But I feel like that 
I feel like you can see that in the movie. Like it feels like very purposeful. Mm-hmm. Every every move and every sort of shot, everything feels like exactly what he wanted it to be, or or at least um as he intended it, you know? Yeah. Like nothing feels accidental. Yeah. Well, another thing about it is that they storyboarded Fury Road before they wrote the script. Oh. So right. you know, for again, for him this is just simple dialogue comes later this yeah. is just this very simple tell a story in images and yeah. then yeah fill in what you need and I, i'm not going to go through all the details of the movie like i did the other ones but it it is as simple as um they get into a skirmish yeah they try to get away from the biker gang which is morton joe and his little army and the, the whole movie is them being chased in one direction yeah and they're trying to get to the Greenland, right? Which is like the beach and right. the, the uh, Road Warrior, um, or no, uh, Thunderdome. Thunderdome. But um, then they find out that the swampland that they are, had already driven through was the Greenland, and it's uninhabitable. Mm. And so they decide to turn around and go back to where they came from, right? And kill a Morton Joe, yeah, and free everybody and that's it that's it's just one big chase movie Uh, i I feel like that is one of its biggest strengths in my opinion and i think i I feel like in action movies the simpler you can make the sort of goal Mm -hmm. and the and what is required to achieve it the better the action movie because you're not sort of bogged down by a lot of um logic or yeah. you don't you know, have to strain yourself to yeah. get people to where you need them to be yeah or, yeah a similar this is I, this is just a scene in a movie but in um oh, what was it called with tom cruise live die repeat mm-hmm. or edge of tomorrow <laughs> can't remember which one was the first edge of tomorrow i think is the original yeah there's a scene where they they sort of need to get from one point to another and they're like you know, we have this much fuel. This is how we're going to do it. And it's a great scene where they just have to cross this area that's sort of filled with all these, you know, aliens that are, you know, dangerous or whatever. Trying to live, die, and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Why won't you just let me repeat? <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think that the idea is, like, they can hit the thruster on this ship or whatever, and it'll just go. They can't steer it. And they just have to survive on the ship as they go across this field and get to where they need to go. And it's a really great scene because you there's you understand that what they're trying to do, what the stakes are, and they can just go. No, we can just yeah. see what happens. And I feel like that's the similar with Mad Max is like at any given point, it's a very simple goal that they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And there's just lots of obstacles in the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the plot is minimal uh but they do a lot of really good world building kind yeah. of stuff in it um the dreaded word yeah um the the motorcycle gang at the beginning of this is the war boys which are this group. not act they don't actually have motorcycles no they don't there is a motorcycle gang in the movie yeah oh yeah yeah that's right um and each yeah, one doesn't actually boys. start out with a motorcycle gang. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it might just be the first one. But <laughs> um but the the war boys are these um like young recruits of Morton Joe who um 
uh, are they spray silver spray paint yeah. on, on their mouths um and they they talk about oh that actually comes from there's a australian slang called chroming that's mm. basically like getting high mm-hmm. um so you know they're the backstory of that is that they're um getting into a state that they're willing to die yeah sort of berserker state yeah, yeah exactly um and uh and when they pick him up then he, they talk about how he's a universal donor right and then uh hux is nicholas holt's character mm-hmm. that he becomes his blood bag and so when he has like a blood defect or something yeah yeah um so when charlie's theron's character furiosa um the inciting incident here is that she uh is supposed to be doing a run she's one of his lieutenants mm-hmm. one of immortan joe's and um she's supposed to be doing a run for gasoline i think because yeah. it's always gasoline guzzoline as they call it in this film yes uh, uh or petrol as they would in <laughs> others <laughs> <laughs> but um but it turns out that she's uh saving immortan joe's five brides yeah smuggling them out yes mm. um who are just you know his breeders basically yeah. uh-huh. um like thanos's sisters or daughters um i don't think thanos wanted to breed with his daughters <laughs> oh, okay maybe in the fan fiction <laughs> i'm gonna say for your purposes john yes sure okay. thank yeah. you <laughs> if that makes you feel good just like thanos his daughters <laughs> or his sisters <laughs> or his sisters yeah yeah, yeah that's right his sisters um sister uh so yeah then uh, is it Hux? No, Hux is the guy from Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> What's his name? Nux? Nux. Is that right? I think Nux is right. Okay. Nox, maybe. Maybe yeah. it's Nox. Anyway, so he, he goes after them with everybody else. They send the whole army after yeah, them. Yeah, the war boys go after. Yeah. And and Nox has Mad Max strapped to his car with a blood, basically a blood transfusion. Ongoing blood transfusion. Yeah. Um, And I don't remember what happens but they all end up working together and, yeah and um hux is like hi- hiding on the back of the rig yeah and um ends up becoming one of the the well he it's interesting because he like basically the war boys i, I think the war boys are one of the more interesting aspects of the movie but mm-hmm. their whole deal is like they want to be involved in a great battle of some kind and to die in that battle yes. to then go on to essentially Valhalla. a Valhalla. Yeah. And like to to put yourself into that berserker state and then die is like the height of war boydom, you know. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and and Knox's whole thing is like he is deficient. His blood he has a blood defect and when they find Max, who's a donor, he's like, Oh, I can you know, this is my chance. Now I can he glorious. goes out on this raid and um to get Furiosa and in the midst of that, um, he has this moment where he's like, I'm you know, this is it and he like sprays his mouth and tries to get himself killed in, in the name of whatever and he lives. And so he's sort of questioning a lot of things from that point forward. He does have like a moment where he tries to kind of reintegrate back with the war boys and, and 
is unsuccessful. So then he joins with Max and the, mm. and these people. And so and like none of that is necessarily like an overt thing. I w- I wouldn't say. I I think it is actually the. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> I, you're wrong, and I think you should leave. <laughs> well, no, I just I wanted to say that it's not his story is the thing. It's not, right? but he I would put him maybe even second to Furiosa. Yeah, yeah, and that's a cool thing about the movie. People complained about Fury Road because uh, Tom Hardy didn't have any lines, which you know they were yeah. like, "Go see Road Warrior." <laughs> um, but it is totally about Furiosa. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's its strength as well. Is like Mad Max is an ancillary character. Yeah, mm. I mean he obviously is critical in a lot of ways, but it's not his story. It's not his story. Yes, and uh, I I've seen it compared to um, uh, Road Warrior. No, <laughs> <laughs> what is Babe it? Two we did an Pig in the City. <laughs> we did an episode on it. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, where Kurt Russell's not actually the hero of yeah. that movie. Yeah. It's actually his his buddy. Yeah, and he's just sort of there, <laughs> and, and just because you assume Kurt Russell's the hero, you kind of your first viewing is on that him. he's you know the one doing yeah. everything. But then if you watch it again, you're like, oh, he actually doesn't really do much, and the other guy is is the one who's really saving people or whatever. Yeah, and so that's similar here where. Furiosa is kind of the hero of the story. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I think you're right. Knox is probably second in terms of like having, cause man, Ma- Max doesn't really change. No. And, and like, he just wants his gas. And yeah. Wants to leave. As always. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, um, they kill everybody and then they go back to the compound yeah. place. Um, which at Morton Joe had some sort of monopoly on water. Yes. And so when they go back, they're not sure how they're going to be received, but everyone cheers for them. Yeah, everyone loves them. And then uh, Furiosa becomes like their leader, and then Hux uh, goes on to tell all the people that there was a he mysterious warrior. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I thought it was Furiosa who had because she has the last kind of narration lines, doesn't she? Maybe I don't remember it. Maybe I just know that she's like. At the end of that movie, they're being raised up. Yeah, and she turns around, and he's in the crowd, and yeah. they like wink at each other and say, "Yeah, no, now you're the mad one." Yeah, now and you're mad, mad. Yeah. yeah, and then he disappears into the crowd. And you're he... the mad dog now. <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then it turns out the limp he had the whole movie, he didn't have a limp. He was just faking it, and he just walks into the crowd and disappears. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And he was actually a Morton Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved that movie. I mean, I I went into it having not seen any of the other Mad Max movies, and I did think like maybe I should watch the other ones. And I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna like not just go into this one. Don't worry about. It. Leave your brain at the door. I did that, <laughs> and I then as the movie started, I was like, I think I might need that brain. <laughs> went and got it and. Oh. Sat down and really enjoyed it, but I, I yeah, I've I also really like the music in Oh yeah, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. It was composed by Junkie XL. Mm-hmm. Apologies for that name, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it has a really cool uh, score to it. And there's one the scene with the actual motorcycle motorcycle gang is my favorite part of the movie because um, 
at that point they're they've got all this gas <laughs> <laughs> and they were going to trade it to the motorcycle gang and they're still in per, like being chased by a Morten Joe and his war boys so they're like trying to like they're really nervous and they're like okay we got to make this trade then get out of here mm-hmm. um and then the motorcycle gang basically sees the Morton Joe coming they're like this is a setup and so the deal is off and they make a break for it and there's this great sequence where they're driving this big you know rig the uh Mad Max and crew are driving the rig and there are all these hills kind of on either side and the motorcycle gang is like you know tracking with them going up and down these hills and then they start like ramping over the rig and like dropping mm. bombs down on it and the the score during that sequence is really like uh exciting and um really emphasizes the whole uh dynamism of the scene and like she's the furiosa is like trying to pick them off with a gun while they go over and i don't know it's just a great action sequence yeah mm-hmm. how did you feel about the guitar guy Loved him. Did you? <laughs> Absolutely loved the guitar guy. I can guarantee that will not be a character John likes. <laughs> I He was pushed a little too hard in the promotional materials. Yeah. I will say that. But I do well, I, I like the idea of sort of the tribalistic like war beat. War you know? drums. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. that to me rings yeah. true with it John, are you familiar with this character that I think is like strapped to the front of a car and he's playing guitar and and guitar shoots fire. His guitar shoots fire. Yeah. This is starting to come back. And he's sort of loving is what he's doing. Yeah. Right. Like he is like, this is, this is great. Mm -hmm. And talking about practical effects, his guitar did actually shoot fire and it was controlled by the whammy bar, which (laughs) is pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I, there was a part of me that was like, okay, that's too much, but, I don't know why, you know, like yeah, yeah. Movie. Why was yeah, why that? is why? that too much? Yeah, yeah. yeah you go too far. <clears throat> um, so yeah, the uh, in conclusion, um, there there are some Vertigo comics based around it. There's one that you hear a Morton Joe's backstory. I haven't read any of them. Uh, I don't need to know villains' backstories. I agree. I'm done with that. I don't need to be sympathetic to them. I, I wish we could find out what Darth Vader's backstory was. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one. The one exception. Yeah, yeah that's the one. If they ever get around to making nice any more Star know. Wars movies, yeah. that's the direction they should go in. Is there, Nick, do you know, are there, I know that after Fury Road came out, there was a lot of talk about, like, will there be a sequel? So, yeah, they, I mentioned they wrote tr- two prequels, uh, in 2017, Charlize Theron announced that Miller was working on a spinoff film for her character. On IMDb right now, there is a movie called Mad Max The Wasteland. That's which... the one I've heard about. Okay. So that's probably going to be the first one, and that is, again, a prequel, but would feature her in it as a minor character um, and be about Mad Max mm. um, being a mysterious stranger that saves a group of people um and then the goal after that is to make a movie about furiosa but uh neither has gone into production or anything so yeah i, I kind of wonder if those movies will get made yeah could be another 30 years and yeah. then 
George Miller's son will make it. And, right. Yeah. And I think um, it feels, it seems like he, George Miller, even though I guess he was working on Mad Max Fury Road for so long, he's sort of like fine to let it gestate and kind of, you know, not Simmer. necessarily rush it somewhere yeah. to just to get it out. So, and I, I, I'm good with that as well. Yeah. Although it would be nice if he just took 30 years to make the next five Mad Max movies that were filmed back to back and uh, put those out all together. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah. Do we have enough time? Because I have another game. Let's do a Let's game. Let's play this game. All right. I love games. That's a fact. This is a game called... They don't have to run. Just follow by <laughs> seven Hollywood <five>. hackers. <laughs> We're playing it again? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, go on. Sorry. A special Hollywood haikus. <laughs> John's brother. <broken>. <laughs> Uh, March Madness edition. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh. God damn it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read a haiku about something or someone from fabulous Hollywood. Say your name when you think you know what it is. You can only guess once per round, but no penalties for guessing. You get three points <laughs> for the first line. Two points for the second line, one point for the third line, and in this very special round, you get five points for the exact title. Okay. Okay. So in this round, you don't have to get the exact title, but you get a bonus. If you do. If you do. All right. Are you ready? I think okay, so. Okay, this this is a... We've cleared the slate now. We're starting from zero, zero points. Yeah, the okay. new game. Okay, all right. All right. <clears throat> Ole Mabel Simmons, hiding with friend on the mend, trouble with the law. John. Yes, Drew. Mad Max. <laughs> John, do you have an answer? Uh, can I hear it again? Ole Mabel Simmons, hiding with friend on the mend, trouble with the law. Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, I, the answer is... Tyler Perry's Medea <laughs> on the run. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Next one. <laughs> Perry's. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I think I just figured this out. <laughs> Mischievous grandma. <laughs> 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 Locked up with crazy oddballs, but none. John. 
Yes. Medea goes to jail. Yes. Is that what it's <laughs> called? That's what it's Holy called. shit. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it Medea goes to jail or is it Tyler Perry's Medea goes to jail? It is Medea goes to jail. Oh, Interesting. Good. All right. So do I get two points plus five points? You get seven points. Wow. Taking the commanding lead. <laughs> <laughs> the, last, the last line of that was, but none named Ernest. <laughs> Killers and zombies, ghosts, poltergeists, and spirits. Booze in the title. (laughs) John. Yes. I know know the last line was a hint, but is this Medea scared stupid? No. (laughs) Going with the earnest theme there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say... Boo, a Medea family Halloween special. You get one point for that. Because <laughs> I got boo right. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Tyler Perry's Boo, a Medea Halloween. Oh. Wow, you got really close. That's close, though. yeah. Yeah, that was good. Tyler Perry's Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Foster mom next door. The neighborhood takes a turn. It's a turn to hell. Foster mom next door. The neighborhood takes a turn. It's a turn to hell. Uh, John. Yes. Tyler Perry's Medea meets the leprechaun in the hood. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Um... Bones. (laughs) Bones. <laughs> <laughs> New secrets revealed. Old relationships tested. Wait, wh- what was the answer? To oh, Medea's neighbors from hell. Oh. <laughs> New secrets revealed. Old relationships tested. Which, by the way, is the plot summary for every single Medea movie. <laughs> Christmas carnival. <laughs> uh, John. Yes. Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas. You get one point for that. What's the actual name? A Medea Christmas. Damn! It's uh, why the inconsistency on the t- on the Tyler Perry's p- portion of it. That's really frustrating to me. Yeah. I wonder if that was like a late later edition. Oh, you yeah. Know, he maybe, didn't fight for. Yeah, he didn't initially <laughs> have the name the, recognition. Yeah. And then the Medea things got really big, and so now it's like Tyler Perry's. Yeah. Okay. Good point. All right. A haunted campground. <laughs> uh, John. Yes. Medea goes camping. No. Damn. <laughs> All right, John. <laughs> Drew really cannot answer here all right you, you, you have a really good um <coughs> yeah <laughs> i'll start from the top <laughs> a haunted campground monsters <laughs> goblins boogeymen <laughs> any scary ones booze in the title <laughs> <laughs> tyler perry's boo a Medea halloween 2 <laughs> Oh, that was it's so close. It's got to be Boo 2, right? 
the title is Butu a Medea Halloween. Uh, Origi- how did he, yeah. Original title was Tyler Perry's Butu a Medea Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but you still got a point for that. Thank you. How many points do you have? Two. I have eight. Because hey. I got that one. <laughs> Small town in Georgia. Joyous reunion turns bad. D- uh, John. Yes. Medea's family reunion. <laughs> but Drew. I, but I do love oh, to hear the. Do you want to? Oh yeah, I'll I'll hear the next line. Oh, you can still chime in for two points. All right. Uh, Tyler Perry's a Medea family reunion. No, the last line is because funeral. And the oh. movie is a Medea family funeral. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Was that a, I didn't catch it. Did that have a Tyler Perry's? No. no. Front? no. Okay. All right. There's a funeral. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> but there's also a wedding. And a reunion. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> John. <laughs> yes, true. Tyler Perry's <laughs> Medea's family funeral <laughs> and a wedding. <laughs> um Tyler Perry's <laughs> Medea takes Manhattan. That's oh. correct. <laughs> no, that's not correct. It's uh, Medea's family reunion. Oh, that's just... Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, this last one is special. It's worth 10 points. Okay. Like, to get the name right is 10 Just po- period. At any point, we can chime in and we get 10 points. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This could... Be I'm in the lead, but you can steal can it. Easily take, oh, take man. over now. Easily, yeah. <laughs> The haiku is. (laughs) (laughs) Still Tyler Perry. (laughs) Marriage begins to crumble. Uh, Drew. Yes. Gone Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I I think you win. That, That is accurate. I you, I think he gets that. I, you, <laughs> yep. All right. What was it? Uh, no names and title was the final, and it was Diary of a Mad Black Woman. But you're right. That's what the answer should have been. <laughs> is that the first Medea movie? Yes, it is. It's just called Diary of a Di- Diary of a Bad Black Woman. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Gone Girl. <laughs> that was the right answer. I yeah. was hoping you'd, you'd. It didn't have Matt in the it title. It didn't have Matt. Yeah. Oh right, and I was yeah. I was just gonna say you you didn't have Star Trek. Uh, I guess it's just called Star Trek. The twenty uh, yeah the Ab- first Abrams one because Tyler Perry is in it. Is he in it? Yeah, he's like a Starfleet admiral or oh. something. Oh, okay. is there a marriage that goes wrong? Um, no. It depends on how you define the word marriage. Sure. Well, technically, and yes. Wrong. There is a marriage that goes wrong because Kirk's parents 
Um, <laughs> and the opening scene, Go his on. dad dies. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the worst way to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was Mad Excellent. Max. Yeah. And that was a that was the first of four four five, episodes we're four, doing. Four. Four installments of Mad March March Madness. Madness. <laughs> um, next week we'll be doing Mad Balls. Um, so tune in for that. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. Um, and put this in the petrol tank. <laughs>